Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 176. That's one, seven, and it's six. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with Mr. Joe Wedgwoods. Here is in different social distancing houses, but in spirit, you are on the other end of the line. Joe, are you there? Come in. I am here. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, you are everywhere, people say. Joe, Joe, you beat... You beat Sheffield United to to open the season. You got you got teams talking up and players and managers and expos talking up your chances of the Champions League. Mm. You then lose to Stoke three days later. <laughs> you have more than sixty million pounds worth of a t- talent on the same pitch at the same time. Then your talisman takes less than three minutes to score his first goal on Monday night. Then you've got another huge talent who doesn't play a minute and then gets to the stadium on Thursday and he leaves within 10 minutes. Then you've got Nuno signing a three-year contract. You've got a third kit, Portuguese one that's out today. It's just just a, just a another another week at Wolves, Joe. I was, exactly. It's just a week at Wolverhampton Wanderers. General, quiet, normal, run-of-the-mill, wouldn't have it any other way. Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. It is busy, 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 busy. It is busy. It is busy. Um, I would say, I would say, overall, good busy. You know, you've got, you've got the, the contract was huge, which we'll come on to. You know, mm. the most important thing is is a Premier League victory. The the maximum points, irrespective of what happened last night. If you had to win one of those games, you're choosing Sheffield United every single day of the week. But there's good and bad that's happening at this moment in time, as there are with a lot of other clubs. But Overall, I'm optimistic, I'm excited, I'm enthused. Yeah, um, can't remember. It. It's just disappointing the nature of the, de- of the defeat, um, more so than actually losing. Because um, Carabao, I mean, the prize on offer, the Europa Conference League, it was hardly must have. Obviously, nice to have a, co- a deep run in one of the cups. Um, I'd sooner it be the FA Cup, though, so hopefully. Um, they can focus on the league now until January, until you know the FA Cup comes around, which is crazy. You know they'll have a week between most games, which is something that'll be new to him, and hopefully that'll bode well. It will bode well. Um, talking about talking about you know having free freeing up your week, Joe, and maybe just having a lot of Saturday to Saturdays. It means that you can you can get into into maybe a bit more fitness, a bit more running. We talked about your diet. It's progressed since last week. How's how is that coming along? Are you are you shedding the pounds that you put on over the last the last few weeks to months? I hope so. Um Saturday, tomorrow is a uh, way day. Um, oh, way day. Way day. Way day. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, was it last week that I said, why have an apple when you can have a Mars bar and stuff like that? Yeah, you never um, had fruit. I mean, a lot of people talking about that, that you've never had fruit, you don't like fruit. I mean, for me, you need to change those habits because um, I was speaking to Spears about you uh, last night um, at half time, and you were sat there, not within earshot, so we were obviously slagging you off. Yeah. And um, he was like, you know, we're talking about, uh, we're doing this intermittent fasting thing, me and him, so he does it from 9 o'clock in the morning, stops eating at 5 p.m., 5 p.m. Um, I'm doing it from t- uh, 12 till 8, so I stop eating at 8, which is hard enough for me. So how he's doing, that's unbelievable. And we both looked across to you, and you were s- smashing in something. You know, you've done, you've done your treats before, and I'm like, you wait till you get to our age. You'll be absolute man mountain. You'll, be, you'll need two seats, mate. That When that metabolism slows down, you'll need two seats to get in the press box. You'll be social distancing one cheek to the other. Mate, I was on plan. I'm I'm doing the Slimming World diet. I'm I'm accounting for my sins, and I, I had uh, some quavers, which are free sins, and uh, an for album. What, what quavers are? What a free sin? Yeah, so, sins. So it's like if you're a woman, you can have fifteen sins in a day. Right. If, you, if you're a bloke, you can have twenty. So I've, I've, had, I've had plenty more than twenty sins. In well, day, exactly. Um, but I've um, I've been trying to go. Around 15, I had it closer to 20 yesterday, but you know. What's a sin then? So, if I had, so I've only eaten one meal, it's two o'clock this afternoon now when we're recording this. I had one meal, so I started at 12 o'clock. I had some um, some whole grain oats soaked yeah. in oat milk overnight, overnight oats with um, a teaspoon of almond butter um, and some uh, raspberries and blueberries. How many, how many sins is that? You'd probably only have to sin the 
almond butter, so you probably it's good fats though, Joe. It's good fats. No, no, but it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be high. You'd probably okay. just be a couple a couple. So like, okay. so I had my Weetabix this morning. Oh, yeah, just uh, plain or protein just pla- or chopped. plain, just plain in plain in milk. I mean, mm. they're not even Weetabix. They're Aldi's wheat oh, biscuits, wow, which wow, honestly, wow, honestly, wow. are cardboard. No, they're better. I find oh, them better. Please. They've got they've got more integrity. They soak up the milk better. They haven't got a nice design on the front, mate. I'm not interested. Uh, and and they're, they're they're more of a cuboid than an actual oval kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I, so said you came to Molyneux last night with your Louis Chuton bag. Oh yeah, and uh, my uh, what, what what was it you said about my Lacoste jacket? Was it? It did look quite good, and then it did look quite good. It looked quite expensive, and then you told me where you got it from, and I was like, "That's oh, TK just... Max. That's it's actual proper stuff. It ain't genuine fakes." La Jost, La Jost. <laughs> it's Ibiscuit Market. <laughs> oh, hello. I got to Warsaw in another, another week's time. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm dieting. I had to listen back to the podcast last week, and I thought my my remarks. I thought mm, it's probably time for a bit of a change. Bit of a change. So hopefully. Tomorrow, why day? Big loss. Mate, Fingers I want crossed. you to start come running with me. Come and run with me because I'm 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 back on it. I'm exactly the same, mate. You know, we have a three or four weeks of getting on it over the weekend, and then mm. you know it's those late nights. I like to I like to snack. You know, during eight, nine, ten o'clock when I'm watching shows and watching food programs, when I'm watching you know soaps or whatever, I, I feel like I need to eat and watch TV. And I'm trying to get out of that habit. I'm trying to sit down at a table. I'm trying to eat properly. And uh, and then trying to get to bed, go go to bed early, but it is hard, mate. It is hard, but fresh air, running, can't beat it. So I want you to start. You know, let's let's start with five k. We'll build it up, and we'll start with five, and we'll move on to ten, maybe the next week, and then maybe fifteen. We'll 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 we'll, we'll aim towards twenty. No, I've still got come a bit on. of work to do, I think, mate. Nah, mate, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Well, I had a piece. I had two pieces of fruit this week. I've had two oh, yeah, apples I... this week. So two. Two apples this week. You say that I, like you want a gold star. I've had pre-match apples, so I had yeah. one on Monday, one on Thursday. Um, might have one this Monday as well if I'm feeling lucky. I think uh, I think you did really enjoy a good peach. A good ripe peach is for me. There's not there's not a lot better than that. A good ripe peach or a good ripe pear. Mm, like, I, I, I know a thing that's better. A new now contract. Oh, that's what I say. Segway. Are you? That, that's my job, moving on to different uh, subjects. What are you doing? This is my show, Edwards. You're just invited on. I just I just felt like that. I just you, didn't like want, you just didn't want to talk about food anymore, did you? No, it's just making me hungry. That's a problem. That's fine. Um, we're not talking about Nuno, though. It's, 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 uh, it's, not, it's not on my... Um, it's not on my agenda at this moment in time. We're talking okay. about. We're we'll talking about. We're playing. We're playing a three-two-three. So we're going to talk about individual players rather than the games, Joe. Yes, uh, I think that's most important. The people who maybe had, um, you know, um, a note or an aside or something that I want to talk about, just for like you know, forty-five seconds a minute on each on each player. Um, so I'm playing. A, I'm playing a three-two-three. Three, three good, two bad, and three, uh, three newbies who I want to talk about. So three, two, three. They're three good. Of course, let's start off with Raúl Jiménez. Three minutes it took him. Three and a bit minutes to score his first goal. You talk about tiredness. You talk about um, uh, lack of break and, and 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 fatigue mentally and physically. And boom, there you go. I mean, Pedence cross and and that he had to do plenty to finish that. And it was just so simple, so effortless, and just he's just a beautiful human being. He's class. I mean, we didn't need that as evidence, but it's just so nice to get those reminders constantly of just how good he is. Um, just completely picked up where he left off, and um, not many strikers are making that finish. Just so calm and so assured and so confident in everything he does. I mean, he was everywhere in that first half, kind of spinning his markers and and getting other shots off that you know pot shots that were really kind of troubling as well and uh, yeah he's just he's just a class act i mean we we've known it for for quite a long time there but uh, as long as he keeps reminding us uh, we'll keep taking it absolutely uh, nice nice length that Joe I like that length uh, another another bit of length that I like although he would prefer maybe a few extra centimetres uh, when it comes to the, uh, and to height differential <laughs> is Daniel Pedence who who started and I thought was very very good um, with with Raul I thought they worked very well in tandem like you say especially in that first half Sheffield United came back into it second half as you'd expect being 2-0 down being the home side and, and, and Wilder put a rocket up their arses at half time I assume so you, you can understand that 
but I think Daniel Pedence is, you know, one of Nuno's main go-to guys this season. I think you could see him definitely rather than being in and out, in and out, in and out. I think he could be a fixture in this lineup for the rest of this season if he keeps it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the way um, kind of suckered Lundstrom in was very nice, wasn't it? Suckered mm-hmm. me in and then see ya. Uh, and he's, whoop, he's whoop. off. Yeah. Um, he did that a few times actually. It weren't just for that goal. He, he was really kind of speeding away, and it was um, he's really good. I mean, he, his acceleration is he's really kind of frightening for any defender he plays against. And now Traore is really fast as well, but Pudence is no slouch, and um, he can pick out a pass as well. He's very creative. Um, yeah, as you say, could be a very big season for this guy. Yeah, de- delighted for him. Um, very likable, and uh, I think yeah, I think he could be a bit of a star this year. So that's two, and and the third one of, of the men who were up and, and man on the match display. Talk about maybe bringing a centre back in the in the summer, and can you can you can you bring someone in to to go alongside Cody and Bolly? Well, I tell you, you can bring in Romain Saiz. Absolutely superb. He was here. He was there. He was everywhere. Not just you know at the top and scoring goals, but some magnificent blocks. Defended really, really well. Did not get booked. So he's yeah. he's, he's he's brilliant. And and you know we talk about uh, Marcel coming into the side, and maybe someone might see him you know in a longer term point of view. Maybe being that centre back, and maybe that left hand side centre back. But Sais is not let. He's not put too many feet wrong. Uh, for the last eighteen months, really, and uh, look, he's he's here to stay. I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's a lot of people undervalue him, and and he really is. Always plays with a smile on his face, cheeky chappy, and I thought he put a right shift in. Yeah, real kind of um, statement performance, if you like, because um, we a lot of us had said centre half, let's get a centre half, let's strengthen the back line, and and uh, he's come out and, and and really put in a a very good performance that that really kind of. Reminds everyone of just how good he is, and I spoke to him after the game as well. And um, he's just a really likable character as well. And now that's you know you don't pick based on uh, personalities, you pick mainly based on ability. But he's um, he, he's really walls through and through now. And Jesus Vallejo was a likable character, mate. But you're, well, exactly, you're not giving yeah. him away, are you? Any, any no, but he's to... he's a he's he's walls through and through. Really, he's been at this club for a good number of years now, four or five years. So. Um, he knows what it's all about, and he's got the talent. Is he the longest as well. serving? Is he longest serving apart from Cody now? Yeah, team, he, Cody. Cody's the longest, and then he, he's got to be second, has he? He's got to have a yeah, shot for I think second. So it would have been that first summer of Faust. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think anybody is anybody else still around from that first summer. Jot, no, Jota weren't even the first. No, one, no, it? no. I think it's Sais. So, yeah, yeah, Sais. I think it'd be Cody, then Sais, and mm. then and then you're looking at your Neves and, yeah, and yeah. people like that. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy turnover. So, so yeah, it's a great, great start for those three. Uh, not so good a start for a, for a couple of players. Um, one, uh, Ruben Vinagra, who I think a lot of people thought would would get that left wing back shot chance to start the season. Uh, Marcel came in. I thought it did, did very good, very mm. solid. Um, you know, if you've got Vinagra, he thinks more of definitely more of an attacking player. Then you've got Johnny, who who I thought started to get a lot more forward last season, and we saw glimpses of him, of him overlapping. Look, it was the first game, and you've got to keep your solid shape, and you're a defender, so you've got to stay there. But I think with with Marcel, we'll probably see him, you know, even further back. Maybe, maybe you're not going to see him bombing on for certain. But for from Vinagra, you know, played last night at Sheffield United, uh, Sheffield United, sorry, um, against Stoke and. Uh, fine, okay. I think he's gone backwards a little bit. I don't want to be too harsh because he is young and he hasn't really had a run in the side. And I think you need a run in the side, especially at that kind of slot, if you're going to, you know, really make as much as as much as training and training games, you know, and practice is great. You need to be playing week in week out. And I'm not sure whether he's going to get that at Wolves, at least in the short term. Yeah, it's a bit of an opportunity missed, wasn't it, for him against Stal? I mean. Um, you know, you talk about his press going forward. I mean, we've we've all known that he's not the best defensively, at least yet. But um, didn't really turn it on going forward either. No. Gave the ball away quite cheaply a fair few times, and his deliveries weren't great. He, 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 yeah, just a you know, Marcel's spot at left wing back looks completely assured really for for Manchester City, and um, yeah, back to the drawing board a bit for for, for Vinagro. Um, of course, you know the, there was kind of suggestions that Porto were looking at him. I'd never heard anything concrete on uh, on that front. But um, 
It's just one to keep an eye on, really. He'll be disappointed with his performance against Stoke and be interesting to see when his next opportunity comes because players like that now, Wolves are out the cup and they haven't got another cup to focus on until January. You're kind of thinking when they're going to get the games now. Well, another player who um, you know we'll have to see when his next opportunity is is John Ruddy, who will be very disappointed, I think, with the goal that they conceded. Not just not just you know kind of came from the kickoff, but but also the the hand he's got to do better than that. I'm sure in normal training day he saves that 99 times out of 100. You know he got a good hand on it, and he's got to. to you know, it was a decent strike in a strange angle, but he has got he's got to save those. Those strikes, and also you worry for John Ruddy and 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 a lot of the other teams and a lot of the other players who had this opportunity last night. Because not only are they out of the Carabao Cup, but there's a lot of games. You know, they would have been playing next Thursday against Gillingham. If they got through that, they'd be playing. The, you know, the week after that as well. Good games, good game time, just to get the speed of things. And these players are not going. A lot of these fringe players are not going to have that time anymore. You're not going to be able to. You're straight into the season. You're not going to be playing pre pre-season friendlies anymore um, and uh, for John Ruddy you know with an FA Cup you're out of one cup and the lack of game time that Wolves have got going forward you would not be surprised and I really hope that they do do this and Nuno does this is target the FA Cup now but play Rui Patricio play him play your strongest side let's see where they can go in this competition because I think it's about time that they did get some silver or they got deep, deep, deep. I know they had the, the FA Cup semi-final, but deep into a competition because you know that Nuno and the hierarchy and Fosin will want to see some kind of silverware um, at Wolves sooner rather than later. Yeah, you want something tangible, didn't you, to, to show for how good the, that these that these years have been. Um, yeah, he, I, Has he played his last game, John Ruddy, do you feel? Could he have played his last game? Maybe, yeah. Um, perhaps. I mean, it's it's... We'll, we'll see in terms of the cup. Maybe if the draws a bit kind in that third round, maybe he plays. But yeah, I mean, if you if you draw a, a Premier League rival or even a high end Championship side or a side like Stoke, then maybe you know you go with Patricio. Um, yeah, disappointing night for him. I mean, he, he's, he's he's an honest character. He's a, he's a he's a really kind of honest pro, really experienced pro, and. Now, not got a bad word. I mean, nobody at Molyneux has got a bad word to say about him, but um, you know, he he knows. I mean, he's quite open about that Villa mistake that he had uh, last year in the cup, and uh, he'll know that he's 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 kind of let one in there that he that he really shouldn't have. Um, he's maybe given him the eyes a striker Brown, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty central. Um, he's just got his angles wrong and. Um, it's a frustrating one for him because, as we say, he just really don't know when he's going to get a chance to make up for it, really. No, uh, these two people definitely will get more chances. Uh, Vitinha played. We saw a glimpse of him at Sheffield United, but obviously got a start uh, against Stoke. And, and Mr Silver, who everybody was waiting for, and uh, I thought he did all right. I thought he did all right. Let's let's go with Vitinha first. Um, what do you make of him? He's, he's, he's a busy player, isn't he? he? He wants the ball. He'll come from deep and get it. He's obviously got a lot of energy about him, and he's happy to link up play. And he, he's kind of a—he's—he's—he he's, was all over the shop last night, not—not not in a bad way, but he just wants the ball. He, you know, he's energetic, and uh, like I say, he's got—he's got a lot of—I um, think he's got a lot of potential. He's in that kind of mould that you see with Neto, Powdens, um, you know, that those those attackers that he's—he's he's not afraid to take risks. He wants to get on the ball. He wants to kind of control it, close control, try and hold off his man, do a bit of sharp, sharp. Uh, fancy footwork, make the pass, and uh, yeah, you, you know, no sense of being shy and you know, kind of, uh, you know, letting being nervous or anything like that. I mean, you know, we'd like to see uh, more incision from him, and I'm sure we will in in in, in the future. Um, I think a few were saying he perhaps, you know, it was a bit sideways at times, but carries the ball well, and you know, he looks looks like a, a natural, really. You know, just like Neto and Pedence, you know, these are players that have a lot of natural ability. They they, they control the ball. They, they they carry out their work with 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 finesse, really, and style. So I'm sure that's the kind of player that Wolves, you know, expect Vitinha to turn out to be. And um, you know, I think you'd say, you know, it, hopefully he'll be an upgrade on what they already had in those positions. Jordao, Gibbs, White, players like that, and. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fairly encouraging debut. Of course, didn't set the world alight, but um, a decent hour. Fabio Silva, it's um, 
Whenever you mention Fabio Silva this season, I guarantee you people are going to think it's the thirty-five million pound Fabio Silva. And I think that's that's slightly <laughs> yeah. it's 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 slightly well, it is unfair on that. He didn't ask to be this kind of money, you know. It, that it's just the way that it is. It's the business, you know. It's all been documented where these fees have gone, what's happening, you know. What is for certainty is an immensely talented young striker who I think, if he's given the space to learn, as he will do. Um, and I think that the fans will give him time as well. I think he could be a very, very, very good player. And a Wolves player for a long time to come. And I think that's why they've spent that kind of money. Not for this season, maybe not even for next season, but the next three, four, five, six years, you want someone who can be your Raul Jimenez for, you know, for five or six or seven years, or you're going to get ridiculous money for him. A lot of people were talking about that chance, and yes, he should have buried it. But at the same time, I thought his movement was good, especially in the first half. I thought he linked up play quite well. And for an 18-year-old lad, there's 18-year-olds, and they look 18 on the pitch. He looks like a bloke. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, he's, he's, he's not stocking like that. Like, he's, he's incredibly athletic, but you think he looks a man out there. And I think that's very important. Sometimes you get, a, you know, an 18-year-old beanpole, and you think, oh, you know, you get muscle him off this. He does go down. He did go down a couple of times, and he got kicked by Martins Indy a few times, but um, he got straight back up after you know a few screams. But he got straight back up, and he wasn't he wasn't shirking any tackles. He was happy to put his foot in, and I think overall, apart from that mischance, it was a positive debut for him. Yeah, yeah, and and that on that front, he didn't look like an eighteen-year-old, as you say. I mean, you know, just kind of not to single him out, but when you remember. Benny Ashley Seal playing in the cup against Man United last very season. True. He, good, he, looked, good he, looked ve- he looked very much like a young, inexperienced player, and, yeah. and that, that wasn't his fault. He just no, that, no. that's what he was. Um, but you know they've paid the big money for Silver, and he does he does look that he's got some kind of maturity beyond his years. Yes, he he should have scored that chance. He'll know that. Um, and I mean, I think he even did a tweet this morning saying, you know, I'm happy with my debut, but I know I can do a lot better. He, he seems like you know he's got a good head on his on his young shoulders. And um, yeah, the, the the biggest thing you could say is that you know the the intent was there, and he was busy all night. He was ma- he was kind of looking to make shots on on the turn, and and kind of constantly trying to ask questions. Not everything came off, of course. And he's young, and he's got so much um, learning to do. Um, but as as far as the debut goes, again, like Vitinha, without setting the world alight, I think there were some positive signs. Now, do you want to come and you, do you want to introduce the next segment? Come on, this is your big moment to shine. When I've left this Express and Stars, and you, you're going to be hosting it. What's going to happen? You know, in in, in 35 years' time, where we're we moving on to what's the next segment? Is it Nuno? Nuno is Spirito yeah, yeah, yeah. Santo. Three I guess that? <laughs> deal. Uh, Joe Edwards, um, what are we thinking? I think uh, you know, it's a huge relief, isn't it? It's a huge relief for. For the club, for the fans, for the players as well, because these players have come in, they want to improve, but they know that for them to improve, especially at the, the rates some of them have, Nuno is integral to that. Um, it's great news for the club. It's great news that um, that he's going to be here. I do. He's obviously got an improved deal. The staff have got improved deals. I would take a little bit, a tiny bit of pinch of salt that if someone comes, a massive club comes in in, in a year or. Or, or however months time, this isn't going to absolve them of, of, of any interest in Nuno Espirito Santo and, and, and inquiring for Wolves and looking at you know some of the business they might have done or they've done in the in the summer. It just means they're giving a bit more protection with some fees, and you wouldn't you would still think that there would be a gentleman's agreement amongst Foson, Nuno, Jeff. That if a massive club came in, it's very difficult to then turn them down. But at the same time, he's incredibly happy at Wolves, and uh, hopefully he's here for for three years and and longer. Yeah, I, I, I think we've said that kind of thing before, haven't we? That if you know, if a big club wants a manager, then they'll they'll pay a release clause if they really want to pay it, or they'll pay the compensation. I mean it. You know, it's all hypothetical, but if say for you know a Galactico club wanted Nuno, then they'd then they'd, they'd go for him. You know, if 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 they really wanted him, but um, you know, we, we know he signed a contract, and you know, for the for the short for the short term and for the you know the immediate aftermath, it's just nice to have that kind of um, agreement there and that kind of concrete to say that he's he's here till twenty twenty three instead of next summer because it was just kind of. Um, 
just kept kind of coming up and I think obviously frustrating for Nuno because he kept getting asked about it but it was just when, when you're entering the final year of your contract there's always going to be um, kind of worry and, and speculation and things like that so it was nice to put that to bed um, get get his kind of immediate future sorted and you know as he looks to take Wolves to another level now I think we've seen yeah, it's only two games in, but I think we are seeing a little bit of a change in a, in approach, um, especially in attack. Um, it seems like being more, um, I mean, the same focus on rigidity and and being robust defensively. I mean, Nuno is such a stickler for shape, and he will continue to be. Um, but in attack and you know, in support of Jimenez or Silva, it seems to be a lot more licensed now, drifting in, going wide, kind of supporting as a as a second striker, and then kind of swapping flanks. It's a uh, it's a bit here, there, and everywhere, and hopefully in a good way. It worked at Sheffield United, less so against Stoke, but um, certainly an evolution I think we're seeing from Wolves that we've uh, near now gladly uh, at the helm. Two people who you would have expected to see last night. Well, there's three, but I want I want to say. The uh, the main one till last, but two people who you would have absolutely thought would be on the team sheet would have been Max Kilman and Dion Sanderson. Dion Sanderson is not in the twenty three squad uh, that are playing Leeds this afternoon. Um, no Max Kilman. Nuno said that you know was asked about it after the press conference or during the press conference and um, look, can you see these two players leaving the club? On loan or or even permanently, it seems like Sanderson's the more uh, likely. Um, I'd be a little bit surprised at, at Kilman, but it equally, it, I mean, I don't think it'd be a permanent with Kilman. I think there's a chance that we have a permanent with, with Sanderson. I mean, we said earlier in the summer that four Championship clubs wanted to take him: um, Sheffield Wednesday, Cardiff, Rotherham, and Huddersfield, and. Um, you know they're still they're still kind of monitoring the situation, and you know it, it it seems like his future lies away from Wolves either on a permanent basis or a loan. Maybe he um, has a loan and then kind of um, kind of gets snapped up for an increased free. But I'm, I think I'm right in saying that he's only got a year left on his current deal, so may so this summer may now be the time to cash in. Uh, Kilman, yeah, it's, as well, it's a, it's a bit of an interesting one. He's not played a minute post lockdown. And you know, for a player that you know, albeit Ryan Bennett started that game as well, um, it, he started at Liverpool at Anfield. Um, have a have a have a Christmas time, and you know, played a lot of minutes in the um, in the Europa League as well, and, and in the, all the other cup competitions last season. So to go from that and then to not being involved in the uh, Carabao Cup at all um, is a bit. A bit strange, a bit a bit surprising. So again, it's one to keep an eye on in terms of uh, in terms of his standing. Nuno um, has mm-hmm. been a big fan of him previously, and uh, you know I've not heard anything to say that that's massively changed. But maybe it's now the time for him to go and get some regular football, whether that's a loan spell. Yeah, we'll see. Right, let's uh, build it up as much as we we possibly can. Uh, Diogo Jota, not. Uh, not yeah. used at all no against Sheffield United I mean not used at all against Sevilla really Joe um if if you're going back that far and uh and not and not um and not um in the squad last night sorry he's got a call not in the squad last night uh, came with the team and then left 10 minutes later can you just Talk us through what Nuno said afterwards. There's a lot of speculation flying around at this moment in time. I know Nuno's got his his press conference tomorrow, um, which I'm sure will be asked about this again. But uh, look, it's not looking great for Jota, is it, at this moment in time? It's a bit ominous, yeah. Really ominous. Uh, And it was just one where kind of had the opportunity to clear it up afterwards, Nuno, and didn't clear it up at all. Asking, asked if it was injury related, if it was, you know, even kind of COVID related or tactical, and just didn't shed any light on on anything really. Just said he's, he's he was not available, he's not in the squad. Period. 
Um, you know, it seemed a bit kind of uh, frustrated, Nuno. Um, you know, he's in his demeanour, and you now reading between the lines, it, it reminded me of um, Patrick Catrone back in January. I mean, it might turn out to be something different, but it's just worth taking into account. I remember asking him uh, about Patrick Catrone when he got left out at Liverpool, um, and Nuno was quite short in his reply and just said he's not in the squad, um, and then. Lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, he ended up leaving, didn't he, for for Fiorentina? So um, yeah, I mean, we're seeking answers on uh, Jota. There's nothing being said at the moment. There's a lot of speculation out there. I think he had a gender reveal party, didn't he, with his missus on? Um, well, just a gender reveal. He's a, he's post. a, he's a guy. He's a guy. Uh, yeah, with his missus on um, on Thursday before the game. I mean, some are trying to suggest that there's a link there, but I, you know, I've not heard anything on that and. And there's a Liverpool rumor that's started. I mean, it's from a dubious source on Twitter. The the you know the where it's first started, but as you know, these it only takes one person to say it, and then it can catch like wildfire. Um, I mean, we'll see. It's um, it just is strange because you know he turned up to the ground, and the thing about you know perhaps not being in the squad and then going on, but it's just it don't really add up for me because he's. If you weren't in the squad, then why would you kind of travel to, to the ground? Or? Well, the, the strange thing is, is that there's there's normally quite a lot of smoke before the fire begins in these transfers, and yet there's not been a lot, has there, or anything before this? I mean, obviously afterwards, people are speculating. Um, and I don't want to go on about this like he's leaving because he might not be leaving. There's no, not, there's no indication, so it's it's folly to kind of start speculating. What I would say about Jota, and I know that a lot of people have kind of gone off him a little bit lately for, for one way or the other I was I was incredibly excited about Diego Jota this season hopefully I still get excited about him because I think he's an incredible talent I understand that he's definitely dipped below the levels that we have um, that we've seen of him you know especially the back end of last season uh, just got his first Portuguese goal and uh, for me a, a huge asset uh, to, to Wolves so so if he was to leave and and you kind of a little bit apprehensive because of the transfer fees we've seen and Doc being sold, you know, with um, to Spurs for fifteen million pounds, which I think most people thought was 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 way under what what they would expect to get. But it's the Mendes world, you know. Jota's a Mendes player. Um, you just have a little bit of worry um, until there's clarification there um, of of what's going to happen with Diogo going forward and. If, if he does move on, what he's going to move on for. Um, the fact that there's a lot of speculation is because he didn't... He had the chance, Nuno, to, to knock it on the head last night, didn't he? Very quickly. Yeah. And he didn't. He, he was very ambiguous. Um, it was it was slightly... Um, slightly st- not strained, but I think they've just got beat, so he's obviously frustrated as well, so maybe he wasn't giving too much away. It's a wait and see, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Let's not jump to... Any conclusions too soon, but equally, you know, it, it was a strange situation. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd imagine Diago Jossel would start that game. I mean, I'd even put him into start against Sheffield United. Off, 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 yeah. you know, especially yeah. on the back of his Portugal goal, he's a player that's got such a such a huge potential. I mean, you know, we talk about him tailing off towards the end of last season, which he did, but uh, he's still only twenty three, and mm-hmm. he's he's got such a high ceiling. So um, we'll see what happens. A, a strange one. Definitely, uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, yeah, watch this space. And uh, like I say, Nuno's doing his press conference at one o'clock tomorrow, isn't he, Joe? So yes. you probably have a little bit more news coming out of that, depending on, on, on what the situation is with Diogo. Um, right, I am um, I could be £55 down, Joe. In fact, I am £55 down this morning uh, due to a beautiful new Portuguese slash third kit slash Wolves kit that has been unveiled. Uh, hmm. And... Uh, Dare I say it? One of one of the best, if not the best, in 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 the Adidas era. I think it's so smart. It's uh, I mean, if the if the secret wasn't already out, <laughs> there's got a lot of Portuguese players in this squad. It literally is Portugal. I think it's got a little bit of tongue in cheek in it, but I love it. It's smart, and for me, the best of the three kits. What do you think? Best of the three kits this season, definitely. And yeah, might might be the best of the Adidas era. I'm. I mean, a few like the away kit last season, the black and gold. I wasn't personally a big fan of the pinstripes. 
a lot um, of people, a lot of people, I think just because of the way they had, and how well they had did that season, the the bright yellow kit did quite well in the end. There was a lot yeah. of sales for that, wasn't there? Even though people were like, it's not gold, but there was a, I mean, that was that was all over the city. Last one I had was that um, white one, the the white one of that season, which they lost the, the semi final in to <laughs> Watford. Um, yeah, so um, I, I, I like it, and, uh, and it's nice, kind of tongue in cheek. I mean, we all know the Portuguese connections at Wolves, and it's just kind of, you know, of course they haven't openly said it's Portuguese inspired, but of course it is. I mean, it's it's red top, red socks, green. I mean, red top, red shirt, green socks, which is exactly the same as Portugal. I mean, they did a Mexico themed one last year for. Well, as one person on Twitter says, it's the it's a Morocco. It, it, it's Mor- I think it's oh, a little bit more oh. Portugal, but you've got a little bit of Morocco. It's, I mean, look at the flag. I mean, it is Morocco. It's very Moroccan. It's, so, it's yeah. a Moroccan for size, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know they've done a lot to make these uh, Portuguese lads already feel at home, and uh, now they can even wear the same kind of shirt as the national team. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, it's, it'll it'll sell well. I mean, the the home kit um, in person looks a lot better actually than it did on the yeah. on the pictures initially. Yeah, I think they've got it better than they did last season actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the gold is, you know, it's a nice shade of gold. I know we're getting into kind of intricacies, but. You know, it's pe- what people look out for when they buy a kit. Uh, the away top is just, I mean, not my cup of tea at all. And no. not many people's cup of tea. But equally, there'll be a few who find it quite edgy or whatever. And it'll probably sell well with the kids. Um, but the, the third kit for me, definitely, is uh, it's classy, a bit different. Not something you see all the time, but not too garish either. It's just, just a nice kit. And I'd imagine, you know, that could well be the top seller for Wolves this season. So we've got two weeks before deadline, or two and a little, little under two weeks before deadline. Then another week after that with championship clubs. Uh, Adama Traore, uh, one of the one of the stars of last season, playing at right wing forward and sometimes striker, is now right wing back, um, and probably will be right wing back for Manchester City on Monday. Mm. Uh, I don't think uh, Burr, although I thought Burr was fine the other night, and and, and of course got on as well uh, against Sheffield United. But you've got to think that Traore is going to be that right wing back. At least for Manchester City, uh, and potentially, you know, one more game after that. Can you see? I mean, is this is this the only position now that Wolves are going for right wing back? And is it going to go? Do you think to the very, the very last minute? Yeah, it's it's quieted down a little bit. There's not really much happened this week. And um, do you see Traore being right wing back this season? No, I mean, it's talking about a potential evolution of the role. Um, you know, and perhaps it kind of accommodating Adama. I think we saw at Sheffield United that while he wasn't bad there, he struggled at times, and Bolly was left a bit a bit exposed by mm-hmm. his, you know Stevens running at him in the in the second half. And the winner for Stoke, um, if you watch it back, Adama just kind of sits back and and doesn't track his runner. Brown, who ends up the man who's free in the, in the, in the box to, to finish. I mean, Woody should save it, but Adama just hasn't tracked his man. So, now in the short term, I think he's got a bit, bit of work to do on the defensive side. I mean, we all know how, how great he is going forward. Um, but there's kind of a bit of brushing up to do on the defensive point of view. But I think, you know, they've, they've really kind of got to get a right wing back in uh, before the window closes. I, I'm sure they know that. And... Um, yeah, it's 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 gone a little bit quieter, but the, you know the, the lav irons in the fire, you know, and they'll be they'll be speaking to players and identifying targets, you know, and you know, we, as we saw with the as the uh, other signings, you know, they kind of arrived out the blue and things will qu- pick up and pick up quickly. I think once kind of uh, Wolves have identified players that they want, and you know the negotiations have got rolling. Then it's been pretty short, sharp. Get him in, get the deals done. You know they haven't really waited around once. Once kind of you now serious talks have started. So um, I think they'll absolutely follow suit with a wing back. Sorry, Joe. I'm so cut you off. Um, do you feel that with Doc going, that they had someone definitely in place? Do you think that Maitland and were very confident on that, and that's fallen through? So now they're kind of like scrambling a little bit, or do you think that they were very relaxed on the situation? They knew that Doc was going to go, regardless of what the transfer fee was. You know, they said, "Well, we've got a dammer and we will add, and we will wait, and we'll see." But we're not, we're not, we're not in a, in a huge rush. We're confident in getting whoever our targets might be on the line. I'm sure there'll be a list of targets. Or do you think that look, they missed out on a couple here, maybe one that was a bit of a shock, and they expected him to be to be at the club already, and now it's uh, now it's a matter of wait, see, and 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 you know, 
cross your fingers. I'm leaning more towards the latter. I, I think Maitland Niles. We we all know that they were they were interested in him and remain interested. I mean, if if his situation changes at Arsenal, I'd imagine the, you know they'd go in for him. It looks like he's more he started so in the first game of the season. He's more so in their plans him. now, and he's mm. I think he's going to be playing in midfield even for him, and that's where he wants to play. I mean, if, even if Wolves were signing him, I don't think they'd really be strictly signing him. As a wing back, I think maybe to kind of play there in the short term, but maybe you know, well, long term, he'd be seeing him as a midfielder. So um, we just got to, I think this we got a couple of weeks, haven't we? I think yeah. before the before the window shuts. Best part, yeah, of a couple October of weeks. the fifth is it? I believe. October the fifth, yeah. Oh, one of October two, the fifth yeah. is the Monday, and then there's the Championship window for another yeah. week or so after mm-hmm. that, but. You know, Wolves won't want to dip into that market. That'll yeah. just be about getting players out on loan and mainly things like that. Young lads maybe pick up a couple for the academy. Um, but well, before uh, Josh King and Max Aaron's come. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. I mean, you, you you're looking. I mean, it is it is something that could come into the equation. But equally, I think they'd want to get the business done yes. definitely before yeah. then because if you're a Championship club. You know, you can almost hold some of the Premier League clubs to ransom, absolutely, really, and absolutely, and demand huge fees. Mm. You know, for those kind of players. So for, for, uh, for clubs that have missed out on players last minute, and then, and then you are, yeah. you, you're absolutely right, Joe. So I, I think Wolves will be very, very keen to get get someone in and someone in of real quality before that that uh, October the fifth deadline. Should we take some questions from the beautiful people? The 6,300 beautiful people listened last week. We've got a few who have sent in some of their delightful questions, some regular listeners, some new listeners as well. Um, we haven't got an Abuse of the Week section this week. However, we could quite yeah, easily have started could. it up with, with some of the absolute drivel we've been sent. Uh, but uh, you know, I, might, I, might, I, might start, uh, I might start compiling a little bit. Maybe, just maybe, it might come back in. I'll have to have a think. I'll have to have a think. Let me know if you want it back in because uh, there's been some quality tweets. As people say, quality tweets back back and forth. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe it's not all long and forgotten. We, sh- we shall see. Uh, right, Joe, we've got about 10 minutes of questions this week, so let's, let's rifle through them. Are you ready? Rattle. Yes, come on. Paul Mansell, top man Paul Mansell. Uh, having a time to reflect, what are your thoughts for not being in Europe this season with all the COVID uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, Spurs it's not the played... same without fans, is it? No, 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 definitely not. Um, Spurs played um, locomotive, Bo- locomotive, and almost lost, didn't they? Mm. Um, that would have been a sketchy start for Matt Doherty. But um, yeah, they going to Bulgaria. I mean, uh, I mean, we've now fans and stuff. It, it would have been okay for us, but you know, not. It wouldn't be great for you, mate. Bulgarian cuisine. I can't, I mean... Well, I know, I tried schnitzel, but I mean, what, what is the Bulgarian cuisine? A bit, of, bit, of, it now. bit of goulash. Bit of goulash. Cuisine. Is, is, let's have a look. Uh, Bulgarian food is tasty, fresh and hearty. Um, <laughs> that, that could apply to... traditional uh, Bulgarian food? Um, banitsa, which is a tasty dish of Bulgarian pastry. Oh, there you go, mate. Made mm. by a layer of combination of beaten eggs and bits of cheese amongst filo paste. That sounds delicious. Mm, um, Meshishkara, Sarni, Shopska Salata, Shkembi, Hisalumayako, and, mu- <laughs> and Moussaka. Oh, no, I know Moussaka's more Greek, isn't it? But yeah. yeah, there you go, mate. Lovely pronunciation there. Ah, thank um, you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Also, Mac- McDonald's. McDonald's. Um, it's always delicious it. in Bulgaria, mate. Delicious. Um, always goes down well. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it was obviously lovely to, to, to do it last season, but the fans are what made those trips. Mm hmm. Um, so without them, yeah, it's uh, hopefully they get back there next season. That's very much the aim, you know. You speak to anybody from Wolves, and they they love being in that competition, and they want to get back there. So hopefully, do the business this season, get into the Europa League at least, or you know, depending Not on the what Europa I... Conference League. Nah. Um, but yeah, get, get back into Europe, and um, hopefully the, the fans, you know, Wolves on tour again. Uh... Reggie, we know Raul is going to be more than likely our top goal scorer, but if we are to be seriously content for a top six Europa League finish, then how many goals do the likes of Traore, Pedence, Neto, Neves, Jota, in brackets if he stays, need to seriously chip in with? Uh, we'll go through them then. Who do you think, how many do you think they get? Let's say how many do you think they get this season, so, or for them to have a good season to be up uh, there or thereabouts. Just goals, not assists, Joe. Um, we'll go back and forth. Traore. It needs to be. Going for double figures. 
double figures. I'm, I think he's scored six last season. He, he should set himself a target at ten. Okay, I'm going to say seven. Uh, Pedence. Um, bit bit lower. So yeah, seven. Eight like, for me. Yeah. Neto. Again, I, I I think he'd back himself to get double figures. Really, um, I'd say yeah, eight nine. Six for me. Okay. Uh, Neves. Probably five or six. Yeah, five. I think. Yeah, I agree. Jota. Um, <laughs> his floor is zero. His ceiling is is fourteen. Yeah, I mean, if you if you you know, hopefully this situation clears it clears itself up. I'd say he's got a. I mean, what did he get in all comps last season? Fifteen or sixteen yeah, with the Europa? Yeah. Two hat tricks. He, he wants to get that in the Premier League. Mm. So. Um, mm. 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. And that's if he's playing week in, week out, which well, that's in it, time yeah. is, a lo- is a long way off. Yeah. Uh, Ronan Gibbons, uh, who wins in a fight between Phil Mitchell and Kane Dingle? Uh, Kane Dingle, I think. Yeah, I agree, Kane Dingle. Just, just, on, just on the age factor, I think. I, I, think, I think Mitchell back, back in his day would have him, but uh, Dingle, a uh, little, bit, little bit of youth on his side, I think, I think gets around the, the, the old man. Uh, George Brown, can you lads rank the three kits that, you have now been, that have now been released? What are your thoughts on any of the lads... That could go out on loan. So uh, three kits. I think you're the same as me, Joe. I would yeah. have. I would have the, the the third kit, and then I would have the home kit, and last of all, I would have the away kit. Do you concur? Yeah, very much last the the away kit. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on any of the lads who could go out on loan? So you know, we're waiting to see on Sanderson, waiting to see on Kilman. Let's let's talk about. Let's just move slightly, George, if you don't mind me saying, uh, doing this, and and go to Morgan Gibbs White, who of course. Um, mm. Moved out, season on loan at Swansea, and got on the score sheet on his on his on his league debut. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you wanted wanted to see, and um, seems to be taking the opportunity, and um, you know realizing that this is a, a good chance for him to impress and hopefully come back to Wolves all the better for the experience. Um, saw the goal, you know, kind of making that run into the box and kind of. You know, it was is an easy finish in the end, but you've still got to make that run and get yourself between the posts to get on the end of it. And uh, you know, so often we just didn't see that from him, that kind of a, that awareness to go for goal. And you know, he only scored one goal for, for Wolves. So um, if he can add goals to his game and come back, uh, come back with a few assists as well, um, yeah, that'd be be great news, really. Gail Holford, now that Nuno signed a new contract and the transfer window has so far been decent. Do you think that as a club we will push for even bigger and better things in seasons to come? Nuno seems to have the full support of Fosen. P.S. Can you lock up Diogo, please? Uh, we can't lock up Diogo. I mean, we'd, we'd get done for that, wouldn't we? We'd get done for kidnap. Um, uh, I think they, you know, they, they, they've got back-to-back seven-place finishes and, and that is the... The, the remit now is to be pushing for top six and you know whether you get there or you fall just so short or whatever you know you've got to make a serious challenge and, and compete uh, you know it, 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 you know it's a loose term that Nuno uses but it's very much a remit you've got to be in the Premier League to compete you're not there to just make up the numbers or just be happy to you know to kind of bank your money and see what happens they're they're, they're mean business and they, they want to beat big teams and they want to upset the apple cart they want to you know, break into that top six, and um, you know, all power to him. Uh, I, I think you know, not even from just Wolves fans. I mean, obviously, we want to see him do well, but I, I think you know, people outside of Wolves, you know, just general football fans, should be looking to see Wolves do well because you know that that big six has it's become a little bit boring, hasn't it? Really, I, I just I just think it'd be nice to see a team just get, go in there and just kind of upset that dynamic, really. Okay, we're going to race on, race through these, Joe. Uh, Simon Garner, thoughts on the performance last night and how it could impact the team for Manchester City. I mean, I, I'll, I'll kind of answer it if you want, Joe. Uh, I thought the performance was was pretty poor uh, overall, and uh, I think they deserved to get beat. To be honest, in the end, I thought Stoke did very well. I think you, you can't you can't mm. um, maybe take a little bit away from a, a Wolves, but still, I thought Stoke were very good. They were well organised, and, and I think it was a good test for the likes of Silver um, against that that kind of no nonsense. Uh, backline that Stoke had I don't think it impacts the team for Manchester City whatsoever for me I think that you'll have pretty much the same kind of a setup as you would did as you did for the Sheffield United Joe do you agree I mean we'll come on to City in a minute but yeah yeah it's good good kind of test for the young lads Um, of course you know they haven't passed it with flying colours but um, yeah it'll be a learning experience Mm -hmm. and uh, 
Yeah, after winning against uh, Sheffield United, I mean, we we said uh, from those first two Premier League games, you take three points. Mm-hmm. So they've got three points in the bag and uh, just go and, go and attack it against City and just um, you know pl- play with freedom and hopefully get get something from it. Yeah, Freddie Evans, uh, right wing back choices uh, we have, and who do you want? So the right wing back choices we've got is obviously Dalatrao and Oscar, <laughs> um, and look, looking like not like um, Dion Sanderson for any any time soon. Um, and uh, who do you want, Joe? Who would you like to have if you could have any one right wing back at this moment in time? Would it be Would it be Maitland Niles? Mm, again, I'll just see. Uh, he's played midfield and left wing back. Um, Right wing back. It's hard. It's hard to say because Wolves will. Trippy has been mentioned. There's a couple of no. people mentioning that. I mean, I don't, I don't fancy Trippy. No. Do you? No, not really. Um, you want someone who's got. A, you want. You want someone who's got a lot to prove. Someone who's up and coming, or you want the actual. You know, someone who could be the shit, basically. I, I mean, I mean, Aaron's. He was. He was in a relegated team, but somebody, somebody of that ilk. I'm not saying strictly him, but you know, somebody who's who's young. You know, a decent age, got a decent amount of senior experience behind him. But, you know, of course, you know, Vitinha and Silva, you can see why they've made those signings. And I think they were encouraging debuts. But for somebody for that right wing back position, yes, you want him in that 20 to 25 age bracket. But I want him to have a bit more, you know, game time behind them, you know, than those two. You know, it's somebody who's got to come in and, and look pretty steady from the off. I mean, we saw Marcel coming on the other side and... Um, you know, he was solid as they come, really. But yeah. like a Johnny Mark too, to be honest. So, um, you know, if somebody a bit younger than the Marcel, but with uh, a bit of experience behind them, that that did the trick. Maitland Niles on the right, and then next season, uh, depending on how Virginia does, Maitland Niles goes into centre mid. Uh, Johnny moves across to right wing back, and uh, they keep Marcel at left wing back, or oh, even bring in a left wing back, or keep yeah. Vinagre in there, and then move him to centre back. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Probably be some lad from Portugal, to be honest. Yeah, probably some, <laughs> some, some guy from Porto. Um, AD, given the level of recruitment amongst most of the top six teams, are we strong enough to mount a credible challenge, given that we're probably weaker than last season, having not replaced Doc, not even, and, and even not having Europe could help? Question marks. It's, it's an interesting one, because there were times at last season when they had more time to think about games, that they were actually a little bit poorer, you know, mm. they, they almost seemed to like overthink it a little bit and mm. playing these short fancy corners that didn't work and stuff like that. Um, so it's something they've got to adjust to, not having games, you know, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, so hopefully it should bode well, but it's, um, again, you know, you talk about evolution and getting better and making improvements, you know, that's something that they've got to adjust to as well, a, a different schedule, a less rigorous schedule, and uh, got to adjust to that. Matthew Scriven, Scrivo, Scrivo. the new third kit, the greatest troll job ever. <laughs> I'm certainly here for it, and I got my pre-order in right away. I mean, it, it, is, it, is, it is a funny homage to um, to Portugal. Yeah, it's it's nice, light-hearted, fun, and it's a nice kit as well at, at, at the end of it. I mean, if it was another questionable kit, then you'd be like, hmm. But especially after... Um, Especially after the the away kit being you know so questionable and so controversial, you know to come out with that has um, kind of softened the blow a little bit now, and I think many will be treating that as the away shirt mm-hmm. uh, more so than the third. You know, be wearing that with a bit more pride, to be honest. When are we going to see? When do you think we'll see the kits? What's the first time we might see a new kit other, other than the, the gold? Other thingies. I'm just looking wolves, at the fixtures. Wolves could really get. Wolves don't really need a away <laughs> kit, do they? Yes, they do. The merchandise well, <laughs> department need it, mate. Yeah, that, well, that's it. That's that's just you know, it's not just walls. It's it's clubs as a whole. Everybody has two, three yeah, kits, course, dif- yeah, yeah. different kits every season. It used to be every two seasons, didn't it? That they change arm kit, but now it's every season. And um, yeah, I mean, I think the wall green didn't they at Newcastle mm. last season? But I mean, white and black stripes. That's not mm. going to clash with gold. No. Uh, Lauren says uh, how, how much do you guys like the third kit love it Lauren um, David Povey also says third kit's banging uh, but how good is the goalie kit is it the best Wolves goalie kit ever I just caught a glimpse of it is it it's like um, like a like a greyish white with a bit yes. of light blue yeah that looks quite nice yeah and especially now they're short sleeved as well mm-hmm. you know you can get the short sleeve ones just to look look a bit like Rui if you want to look like Rui and who doesn't want to look like Rui no we all want to look like Rui Joe. to be honest so um, yeah I mean the, I think they might sell a few more uh, keeper tops as well this year they're, they're, they're looking uh, quite snazzy as well 
Uh, Nag King Wolf. Uh, so Wolves women start their season away on Sunday. Can you give them a, a shout out and share their details Come on. so that we can uh, we can get large travelling support? Yeah, I mean, I mean look, obviously, obviously, so so gutting for them last season. Um, and uh, look, big Dick and Teeth Sports Club uh, Sunday two o'clock kickoff. Only three quid to get in. Get get down there. Um, Joe, I know you're looking to, to, to go and see the Wolves win a couple, at least a couple of games this season, aren't you? I'm looking to get down there as well, do a few interviews and give them the support because uh, obviously, you know, doing so well last season, they go again and fingers crossed they can get a promotion. Made some, made some signings over the summer, they're mm-hmm. going for it and all power to them. Uh, best of luck to uh, Dan McNamara and all the, uh, all the women down there. Anyone news on Jota? I'm reading a lot of posts about Liverpool wanting him for a swap with Oxlade Chamberlain. <laughs> Yeah, that's one's come up, hasn't he? Oxlade Chamberlain. That's that's what this one's. It's the doing. little mix factor, mate. I'm telling you. Oh you yeah, Alana, you, you and Terry in the of... box, mate. You see, oh. investor buds dripping. You know, I'm in the champagne. I'll get a few little exclusives for you. It's all good, mate. It's all the showbiz world. It's the A list. That's it. That's it. Bring uh, Oxlade Chamberlain and Andre Gray down here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the little mix of searches coming on BBC One now, so we'll have to, uh, you know, I'll give you a little bit of an inside scoop on that. Maybe we can uh, go. Maybe we can have a showbiz segment uh, next week. What do you reckon? So you get look, free, free for the price of two. Sign Oxlade Chamberlain and Andre Gray, and then uh, Fabian Knife and Judah. Uh... Absolutely, mate, for free. <laughs> Honestly, though, the girls are absolutely lovely, genuine, lovely people. I mean, Leanne, who's, who's, who's um, with Andre Gray and obviously Perry, but but they're all Jade, amazing. They're all you know when you think they're a bit they're a bit diva-ish or whatever. You think, oh, they mm. they'll be could not be more less diva-ish. They're absolutely superb. Really nice. There you go. Uh, the Enas Wolves podcast. Wolves podcast. Can see them all in a having a having a little uh, a little set in in Pop World on a on a, on a Saturday night, mate. After a, a good old Wolves win. Uh, Wolfie two two four four says, "Why would Diogo break our hearts so?" Uh, yeah, um, it's just a strange one. Again, it did remind me a bit of the Catrone situation. We just got to see how it pl- plays out. Just a really kind of odd one. Um, yeah, and Nuno's approach kind of afterwards, yeah, just really kind of buddied the waters, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich says, uh, Joe, what's your favourite go to porn site? Oh dear! We don't. We don't. We don't. I thought he was going to be like a. <laughs> I thought he was going to like watch your favourite go-to program or. Oh my. oh my god! We don't have that kind of a hub here, guys. Come on, come on. Uh, Tom Williams, <laughs> does John Ruddy actually practice goalkeeping? Oh, come on! Bit, I feel so you feel a bit sorry for him, but then you are yeah. out, so you've got to. It's a bit ruthless. The fact, the fact of the matter is, you know, when you uh, when you do make a mistake and you're playing once every, you know, every blue moon, it's just it's double, treble, quadruple, isn't it? You know, and then you know when you've got the Adonis and and, and the amazing keeper that Rui Patricio is, people sometimes, you know, it's open to criticism. Ryan Bennett, you John Ruddy yeah. and stuff like that, who don't play every so often. By the way, Ryan Bennett was not nowhere to be seen again last night as well. So you've got to think that there'll probably be a deal. He'll move on at some point, but there'll be no rush to do that because they've got quite a bit of time. Uh, but you know, he's been a great servant, and, and sometimes people, it's easy to to throw people aside, and you've got to uh, you've got to give them. I'm not saying they're not they're not immune to criticism. Of course they're immune. To, of course you've got to criticise, and they're playing at high level sport, and that's that's just basically what they put themselves up there for. But at the same time, he's been very important for Wolves over these last few years, Joe. He has, and it's it's so difficult as a as a as a second choice keeper because, like anything, like any player. You get your sharpness from playing matches. You know, training training is all well and good, but it, it cannot replicate a match. And you know, John Woody hasn't been match sharp because he's not played he's not played matches. And then you come in, and you know that is a save that he would expect himself to make ninety nine times out of a hundred. But he hasn't got he hasn't got that those match minutes behind him, and he doesn't make the save. And then you know it's just kind of a a vicious cycle because he's you know when you make mistakes like that then you know you, you lessen your chances of playing more games so uh, I, I do feel for not just Ruddy but you know being a second choice keeper at any club is um, you know it can be a tough gig mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know, mate. I'm quite happy to be a second choice. Play, play a couple of games, mate. Well, uh, this yeah, season that, you get all yeah. the kits. You know, what I mean, you get all your training gear. You get most of your food paid for. You're staying swanky hotels. You're not really used. You pick up a nice pay packet. I could think of worse jobs. Uh, it was it at your boys, Middlesbrough. Carlo Nash was it? it, it... Carlo Nash lived the life. Brad Jones, mate. Then got a move Brad... to Liverpool. They were playing for Liverpool for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Brad Jones. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, look at a goalkeeper recently. Ross, who, Ross Turnbull, he did the same. Ross he? Turnbull, yeah, 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 went to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what what about? I mean, we are, the ex goalkeeper is now a Liverpool treble winner, right? Champions League winner. Uh, Andy Lonergan. Andy Lonergan, <laughs> mate, he's, it's the best job in the world. Yeah, you can't, okay. when, you can't have a lot when, of sympathy for them when, uh, when they're doing that. You know, when you put it so, that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so thank you very much for your questions. That's great. Last one, we'll go for WFC Banks. Uh, who will be the most surprising player this season? Oh, uh, surprising! Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Burst done all right. Okay. Like, okay. And, and like, I don't think he's going to be a world beater or anything. But I feel like he can, whether it's at Wolves or whether it's elsewhere. Ultimately, which he probably will be down the line. But I think he'll have a decent career. To be honest, he, he looks he looks fine. He doesn't look, you know way out of his depth or anything like that when he when he comes on for Wolves and plays these games. It's just a steady Eddie, really. Um, not exceptionally quick, not really tall. or But he just kind of does the simple things well, keeps it nice nice and simple, good head on his shoulders. You know, he may get a few more minutes, especially in the short term, than, than a lot of us may have suspected, to be honest. And uh, I don't think he's really put a, a huge foot wrong yet. I'll go for someone a little bit easier, but I'm going to say Pedence. Um, apart from Wolves, I don't think too many teams, too many fan bases know much about this guy. And uh, if yeah. he does get the run of games that we expect him to do so far, I would not be surprised if he ends up with 10 goals and, and, and as many assists uh, at the end of this season. So he could be a, he could be a revelation this season. And, and of course, bedded in at the back end of last year, which was perfect for him. Just went you know, under the radar Got you know, got some minutes, got used to the pace of the game, and uh, I think he he's really ready to fire. And um, wins a Ballon d'Or. Wins a Ballon d'Or. <laughs> uh, be, there could be quite a few Manchester City players up for the Ballon d'Or, mate. Uh, if it was if it was um, available last season, of course it mm. wasn't. Lewandowski, of course, should have got it. It's ridiculous that he didn't get it, and they should have given him it. Uh, but of course, it wasn't Messi or Ronaldo, so let's not have the competition this year. But anyway, I, I digress. Let's go on to the big game on Monday Night Wolves. Three points from from one game, and. Joe, they've got a great, after this Manchester City game, they've got a great run of fixtures on paper. A fantastic run of fixtures. Manchester City uh, have had the week's breaks. So it's their first game. They're not you know, without Aguero. They're without Laporte. Um, we don't know whether um, there's a couple of question marks of, of, of the Fodens and um, who else was there? Mares has, has only mm. just started training again. So it's not a bad time to play them. Of course, they've got Last season, special double over Pep's men. If they can get something out of this game, and goodness me, if they can get all three points, but they can get something, let's not be greedy. And then they've got that run of games. It's all about getting ahead of the curve and getting a real gap between them and, you know, let's say fifth, sixth, seventh. It could be a great start to the season. Yeah, I mean, anything against City, it'd be, it'd, it'd be great. Um, I mean, as you say, good time to play them. Yeah, it's their first game, but they might. There's, there's potential for them to be caught cold at least. You know, Thursday night wasn't a great game for Wolves, but it's at least it's two games under their belt. Uh, City were in a similar bout to Wolves as well. They, they they progressed to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, so a very quick turnaround for them, of course. And uh, players away on international duty, and you know it's not been an ideal pre-season for them. Like, like the same the same as Wolves, really. I guess they're on an even keel, but there, there are factors to consider, and you know perhaps better to play them now than it would be, you know, three months, four months into the season when they've found their groove. Because really, do expect them uh, to, to to mount a more of a serious challenge to Liverpool. I reckon this season. I think they're many people's favourites for the title, aren't they? Um, City. So uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, Anything you can get from him is 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 a you know is is a good result. You know if you can get if you can get a point, take it. Um, but if equally, you know they beat them twice last season, and uh, if they can make it free, blimey, that would be that'd be fantastic. It would be brilliant. And uh, look, they can hit you all over the pitch from back to front, can't they? So we we could we could lack lyrical about about most of their players. So let's concentrate on Wolves because that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to concentrate on their own game. Uh, do you expect to see the same team 
that started against Sheffield United? I think there's a very good chance, yeah. It was just, we saw Ruben Nevers coming for Stoke and he didn't really do a lot, which was a, a bit surprising. I mean, you know, in terms of him being a starter going forward, I, I, I don't really kind of doubt that, but mm-hmm. um, he just may be, you know, feeling his way in a little bit more um, at the start of this season. But um, yeah, I, maybe Nevers takes the place of Dendonka and it could be Nevers and Matinho, maybe, but I, I'd, I'd, I'd be. I'd lean towards sticking with that same team that started against uh, Sheffield United, and then you've you know you've got you've got some players to come off the bench and hopefully influence the game if you need them to. Do you think you might see Neves? Could you see Neves and Dendonka? Yeah, maybe, but it's just Moutinho didn't play, did he? Um, sure. And Neves and Dendonka played against Stoke and didn't really do a lot, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Matinho comes back in, maybe a bit of a question mark as to who plays alongside him, because equally Dendonka didn't do a lot against Stoke. Um, but I think, yeah, Dendonka and, and Matinho are probably the two that we'll see. Joseph Edwards, it's Wolves, it's Manchester City. Monday Night Football, and it's live! Give me a prediction, please, sweetheart. Uh, I think... I think City. I think City will just edge you. Um, I'm probably going to say two one to City. Um, you know that, that it is a big season for them, and I think Wolves will give them a good game. Uh, and um, yeah, but I think City m- might just kind of uh, yeah, just just kind of edge this one. I'm going to say two two. I'm going to say uh, Wolves come back from a uh, from two one down late equaliser. Daniel Pedence, Pedence and. Uh, Jimenez on the score sheet uh, and Aki Howler uh, gifts uh, Wolves a point and I'll be a very happy pup. Joe, if we get a point or more, me and you, let's go out, let's have some sins, let's have the old Weight Watcher sins, well, four or five sins, mate, uh, to enjoy the night. Thank you very much for today. Uh, Thank you very much for, um, great to see you again, uh, Molyneux, and we will have the podcast back next week, probably next Friday, ahead of the big game, West Ham United on a week on Sunday. From Joe, from myself, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.